What is going on? Welcome to the Coach's Corner, a podcast dedicated to helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. I'm your host, Lucas Rubix, the Coach's Coach, and I am 100% committed to helping you build the coaching business of your dreams. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. All right. What's going on? It's Lucas from LucasRubix.com, and I am here with Evan Carmichael, and I love this, Evan. Solving the world's biggest problem, untapped human potential. Sounds like a pretty freaking big deal. It's the biggest deal. It's the biggest problem in the world. I just want to kind of go into a bit of an intro about who you are um, in case people don't know you. Everyone probably watching this, when I put it out, knows you because I've just been slinging your book like crazy. So I work with coaches, and I'm just like, every time they have a question about that deeper kind of like, what is my, like, what's my thing? What's my purpose, right? It's such an abstract concept. I'm just like, get his book, finish it in two days, do all the exercises, and then we'll go over it. So we've been talking a lot about you over the last two, three weeks. So we're excited to have you here, but um, just a bit info about you. At 19, you built a biotech software company. Yep. Right? Then you moved into, uh, you were doing some some investing, some venture capitalist stuff, raised $15 million for, I'm guessing, maybe a multiple, few businesses or a few startups or however you did that. Um, and then that moved you into, I guess, your one word and really the believe stuff. So you started doing the podcast or the, uh, the, the cuts with the YouTube videos that are super inspirational, correct? Yeah, I have my website in between there. But yeah, let's just start down that path of helping out entrepreneurs. And then you have a new book, The Top 10 Rules for Success. That's it. Which I have ordered. I haven't got it yet, but I have it ordered. I'm going to read it when it comes in. So I really want to talk about your one word because it's such an abstract concept. I remember trying to figure out a long time ago, like, Everyone tells you, what's your purpose? What's your passion? What's your, like, why do you do what you do? And I didn't really understand it other than I just had an interest in it or I was trying to, like, I was just doing what it felt normal. When it came to branding and marketing, really niching down and trying to put a message in front of someone, that's where I got really interested in this stuff. And I think your book was one of the top books that I read that really dialed that down. So instead of me teaching it, I'm just going to give any of my clients just like this podcast, this video and your stuff. <laughs> so Basically, just a really quick story about you and your mission. Like why, why this, why the Believe Nation, why the, why the book, what, what drives you to do this? Because biotech company you started with and now you're in this whole new space of, you know, untapped human potential. Yeah. What, what wakes you up in the morning? What juices you up? So there's a whole lot in there. There's a whole lot in there. Uh, in terms of like figuring out the one word and, and why that came about, it started when I had my second business, so I had sold my biotech business. I was then helping out entrepreneurs. And I had a website. We we're driving lots of traffic, making some good money, building up a team, scaling it up. And the more successful I got, the more disconnected I felt with what I was doing. Mm. And and it started off with I need a new tagline for my website. That's that's what I thought was the problem. The tagline, the, my tagline sucked. I need a better tagline. Wow. And then that forced a much deeper uh, conversation with myself over. Okay, not just what does my business stand for, but what do I stand for as a human being? And what I think you find consistently across people who've achieved a lot of success is they have really keen self-awareness and they know what they stand for. They know their, their core values. And what I set out to do is try to figure out what's, what's, what do I stand for? What's my most important core value? Regardless of how I apply that. So like I apply, my, my one word is believe. I believe in people. Um, most, most, you know, more often than they believe in themselves. Entrepreneurship is my passion. I love helping entrepreneurs, but if I didn't like entrepreneurs, I'd be applying belief to somewhere else because that's what I'm about. That's who I am at the core. And so I set out on this path to try to figure out what it was that I stood for. I wrote down a whole bunch of different ideas and we go through exercises in the book. We can touch on it here if you want. Um, 
I came down to a bunch of different ideas. I looked at it, didn't really love any of them yet. So I slept on it, came back the next day. I saw Believe in the middle of that list and I, I just liked it. But I thought it was just, it's too big. It's too big a word. Like, you know, who am I to be Believe, right? And, and it's funny how often we talk ourselves down from big ideas. It's not even the people around us. It's ourselves. We talk ourselves down from the big, bold ideas that we have. And so I sat on it again and I added more to the thing, more more to the list, believe, and a whole bunch of other things. And the more I looked at it, I just thought, believe, that's that's it. It's just believe. I'm going to do this crazy thing and start building around believe. Right. And uh, I started testing. I'm a big believer in testing before going all in on something. I made a newsletter to my list around believe it instantly became my best performing newsletter converting the most the most opens the most shares i made a video on my youtube channel about believe and my best video to that point uh had a hundred thousand views in one year and i was so proud of that video i wasn't a, i wasn't nearly as big on youtube as i was when i first started this right. and uh, i made a believe video and that had a hundred thousand views in a month it be- right. quickly became like by far my best video and so I thought, I'm going to do this crazy thing and just rebrand everything around belief. Everything that I touch that's around belief just does better. And it's not because believe is the right word. It's just it's the right word for me. And I had more passion, energy flowing through it. When I researched the book, I thought, this is a concept I haven't heard of, like finding one, one word, one core value, and then building everything around it. Yeah. Uh, I started trying to find other companies that were doing it. And I ended up including them in the book. I found people who had a $50,000, like full-time business for himself, up to you know, 5 million, 1 million, 5 million, 150 million, and included their stories. And, and I thought somebody needs to write, like somebody needs to write the book on this. There's somebody should document this. And so being an entrepreneur, that's what I did. And they all built the business around their one word. And they all did it without knowing each other. Like everybody kind of found their own path through. Thank and I you. thought, huh. Like we could, like the struggle doesn't have to be there. The struggle that I went through to get there doesn't have to exist for others. By showing you the blueprint, you can just follow it and apply the same lessons to uh, to your life and to your business. And so that became the book. Cool, cool. When you're, I'm guessing you're doing some kind of coaching. I don't know if you do or have some kind of programs to help people find that one word. Yes, no, maybe. I'm sure you've helped a lot of people find the one word either way. Yeah, so I, I do some through this kind of format where I might be doing an interview and somebody asked me to come on. Um, I have a, a one-word coach on my team, and that's her main role is to anybody who has read the book or has questions or wants to take it to the next level, then they often work with her to be able to do it. I don't do coaching personally. Um, it's just not uh, part of my business plan. Sure, sure. Um, but Lily does on my team. And then I end up doing it sometimes through these kinds of calls. Cool. Cool. I think the most powerful thing I got from the finding the one word was my, I was stuck. This is a few months ago and I'm always transparent about my issues, but I was stuck in this. So I just want to thank you for it. But I was stuck in this. I couldn't make a decision for the first time in my life. I'm always so decisive. And I'm like, even big decisions that will change like my whole future. I'm just like, yeah, this is what I'm going for. And then I'm hard headed doing it. And I went through three, four months where I couldn't decide where to live, what to do next. I was just lost. And I came across your book. I found my one word. And then I, every decision that I make now stems from this one word. And I found my, like who to work with or where to go or how to do this or rent this, rent that, whatever. It all comes down to my one word. And if it doesn't, you know, mirror my one word, it's a very quick yes or no for me. Right. Um, and what is your one word? The biggest ch- passion. Okay. So it, I think for anybody listening to, to the podcast, I think it's so important that you understand the one word of your clients 
Because if I'm if I'm trying to push you to do something, if I, if like if, if you're my client, if I'm on a call with Lucas and I want him to make that next breakthrough and he's struggling with different decisions, the lens through which I need to push him is through passion. If I try to push him on believe or something else, it's not going to resonate. But if I'm pushing him through the lens of passion, then he's going to pay attention and he's going to want to make that change. And right. so if you don't know the value of the most important core value of your clients, then it's really hard to give them the push that they need to move forward. And it, and it fits under whatever coaching methodology you're using, whether it's business coaching or life coaching or personal training, any of that, you still have your methodology. You still have here are your eight ways to brand yourself and the tactics. But to be able to push them through those tactics, you have to understand how they think and what they really resonate with. And so for you, it's passion. For somebody else, it's going to be something else. And that allows you to give them the push that they need to accomplish the goals that they want. Sure. What about um, this? Is this is one thing I heard because we were working on this, and we were I was working with one of my clients through your book, and they were they were terrified of just picking one because they felt like they had many. And you had this one part in the book where I think it was the credo, like the actual where your one word could be mean multiple things or have multiple you know ideas behind it. What's uh, like a tidbit of advice for someone watching this who's like I'm, I'm struggling to find my one word. I think I have one, but I have three. And what do I do with it? How would you you know give someone advice on that? So first off, a lot of times the people who have multiple uh, words or can't figure it out tend to be perfectionists. And often that perfectionism can hold them back and limit them in everything else that they're doing. That it has to be perfect and until it is, they don't do anything. And what they actually need is more simplicity in their life. Uh, and so that that is a typical trait that then expands across multiple areas of their business and lives that you can, you can look at. Uh, the point of the credo is... You pick the three things that help define what your one word is. So if you look at me, you look at believe, like what does believe mean? So how do I turn? I want to create a movement. I want I want everybody to create a movement around their one word to inspire the people around them. Uh, and so for me, believe is passion. So we align really well on that. Like you have to believe in the work that you're doing. You have to love what you do. Believe is also self-confidence. And so that's what most people think would associate with believe is believe in yourself, the self-confidence. Um, and then it's also impact. And those three things make up like the work I do. I want to have a huge impact. And so those three, that breakdown creates believe for me. Uh, and so it's not three different words that I stand for. If you're in that situation, then I'd look at does one supersede the other? Like is one a child of right. the real one or if not, is there something that's more meta that embraces all three of those things? So an example right. I share in the book is my, my father, you know, he, he loves adventure. He's 70 years old, still loves like bungee jumping from, you know, the, the cords and motorcycles and all this crazy stuff. He's more adventurous than I am, but he's also like the world's nicest human being. And so it's like, well, how do I, how do I, they seem like they're totally opposite. How do I, like they don't seem related at all. And what he came up with was heart. So it's the heart to, to, to love somebody and care for somebody. And also the heart of like the, the race, the adventure, your heart gets beating. And so he runs the world through the lens of heart. And if, and that's what it means to him. And so there's always going to be a common perception of what the one word, if I say passion, I get a general understanding of what that means to you, but there's also little pieces of passion that are not instantly it, it may not immediately come to mind for me but if you say what it means to you it's like oh okay that's interesting how he sees that as passion as well and so it, it allows for a better understanding of yourself 
to give you the compass to be able to make those important decisions. But it also allows the people to spread your message for you. You know, if you're a coach, if you're an entrepreneur, you need word of mouth. You need people talking about you. You don't, you're not taking out Super Bowl commercials. Like you need, you need to make it easy for people to talk about you. So what is the message that they're going to spread? And if you don't know, or it's, or it's like, people are not going to remember 10 things about you. Here are my 10 words. Great. Like a lot of companies have a list of 10 core values that they put up on their wall. Ask anybody in the company, what are your 10 values? Nobody's going to know. And so these are supposed to be the values that you run all your important decisions through. And if you can't list them off the top of your head, then you're not, you're not living by them. Right. And so you have to narrow it down. And through that process, that, that simplicity, um, it forces the creativity to come out and it forces you down a path that makes it so much easier for you to go down. Right. Right. Simplifies the process a little off topic, just because this thought came to my head. It's not on the actual thing here, but sometimes I don't know if you deal with or you talk to people who are just starting and they see all these polished, like obviously, you know, you got your books and you got the, the stuff where someone else is making the, you know, 20, $30,000 a month or they have a coach and they are not making any money. And what I find crosses is the passion and income making money, you know, going after the sale, all the follow-ups. And sometimes they're, People get in it for the money, but they need the money. And at the same time, they have a message behind it, but it gets crisscrossed. You know what I'm kind of diving into slowly? So, you know, to have success as an entrepreneur, you have to balance what you love doing with what there's a demand for. That's it. That's a business. What you love, what with where there's an opportunity. If you're only chasing an opportunity and you don't love it, you might be able to make a little bit of money doing it. And it might like just pay that, that mortgage bill that you have to really pay off. You might make a little bit. But you're going to get destroyed. Like the, the people who love doing that thing will crush you because they love it and you don't. And so you might be able to make a little bit of money for a little bit of time. But uh, that window is going to close and you have to move on to something else. And I think that's people are constantly in this like mini opportunity loop. And they're they're churning so much time just chasing opportunity, chasing opportunity. Most don't work out. Some might get a little hit instead of taking all that effort into something that you can actually have a big impact on and build a huge business off of. For the long run. Yeah, if you look at anybody who's had massive success, any of your heroes, you know, I have Steve Jobs yeah. and Howard Schultz and these people on my wall, but like whoever's on your proverbial wall, look at how they got started and see if all they're doing is chasing opportunities that they had no passion in. Now, at the same time, passion is not enough. Like if you create something that you love doing, but nobody cares about it, you just have a hobby. And that might be really fulfilling for your soul. But if, no, if there's no demand for what you're doing, you don't have a business either. And so it's not that like it's only passion. That's the only thing. There has to be opportunity and there has to be passion to be success as an entrepreneur. Totally. And I don't know if you've faced this, but you evolved too. So I've started a project that I was really passionate about. And because of my evolution, because I used to be so passionate about training and like personal training and fitness and muscle, right? And I slowly evolved out of that. It's always a scary step because you start getting stuck in it because it works so well, but you need to evolve. And I find a lot of people will start something that they love. And then they want to evolve. They know they have something inside them. They're ready to expand, but it's hard to. So you're constantly making little mini breakthroughs, mini step forward. Yeah. The, the success of the past are the chains to your future success. And yeah. it happens so often. You start a business and you're super creative and passionate about it. And then before you know it, you've bought yourself a job. And you don't even realize I just bought myself a job. And, and you get less and less interested in what you're doing every day. And it's because you have evolved and your business has stayed the same. Your business should always be a reflection of who you are and what you're interested in. Right, right. And and my business has transformed a number of times. And if you can't evolve it, then you sell it. Like 
if you were doing training and you don't like doing training anymore and you realize that, then you sell the training business. And if you can't sell it because it hasn't gotten to a point that anybody will pay for it, then you drop it and move on to something else like a podcast, like interviews, like whatever it else that you're, you get into. Because uh, the longer you stick on a path that you're not enjoying, it's just, it's just this downward trend that just continues on and uh, it starts to impact you personally as well. Soul draining, soul draining. One more question, because I know you're, you're, I'm gonna respect your time. Um, what keeps you going? Like what's, what, what excites you? What, what's that fuel for you? The belief, but the whole idea, because obviously you're, you're out, I kind of get a different, the, the internet and Instagram is full of like this hustle and push hard and, and the rah, rah, rah stuff. And I probably fall into that a little bit because I just have, I wake up like in attack mode for six, seven days a week, sometimes for two, three months with very little sleep. I don't know if that's a long-term strategy, but I've always been like that. But I feel like in, in your book, you kind of mentioned that, like you don't ever follow up with anyone. Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a different school of thought than I think a lot of it out there. Um, obviously it works for you. It works really well. Um, but what, what keeps you excited? What's, what's, what's the game plan? What's the, what's the thing? So we could address the not following up strategy if you want. Uh, but in terms of what keeps me going, I think, I think one having goals that are meaningful. I don't think a, a lazy person exists. I think it's just somebody who doesn't have goals that excite them. I think, there's been moments where I've been lazy. There's been moments where you've been lazy. There's moments where everybody listening have been lazy. You know, it's not like every there, there's just DNA that you are a hustler or not. I think we've all had moments of being lazy. And typically it's because we've had goals that don't inspire us. Like you're not excited about the work you're about to go and do. And so I think it starts with having work that you love. And then it's hard to maintain that every day. Uh, I don't wake up in hustle mode. Like I'm envious of guys like you who can wake up and three months in a row be hustle mode. I wake up and I need to create an environment and a morning routine that gets me into hustle mode. And so like my office here, uh, I guess the, the podcasters, you know, your audience can't see, uh, can't see my office, but it's been engineered to allow me to walk into a space that I feel inspired from the shirt that I wear to the morning routine that I do Yes, I share it with my audience, but it's it's what I actually do. It's selfishly for me to get me in the zone of being my best self and having a great day. And so everybody listening has had moments in their life where they felt bold and they felt unstoppable and they felt on top of the world. What you need to do is figure out what triggered that. So, you know, if listening to Lucas's podcast gets you fired up because, you know, your friends suck and your environment sucks. But you know what? I turn on Lucas and that gets me jazzed. Great. Like start your day every day with Lucas, like download the podcast and every single day you're listening to Lucas talk about something. Or your, right? YouTube, channel, because your YouTube channel is packed with value. I sure. Use I, time, like, yeah. Whatever the thing is that gets you feeling energized and feeling bold, do that every day. Right. So whether it's watching a video. So for me, I love my videos. For me, it's the book. Like I create products that I actually use and then I share it. That gets me going. Some people may not resonate with a video or a book. It's great. Like if it's a podcast, if it's prayer or meditation, if it's hugging your kitten on the balcony with the sunrise, like it doesn't matter. Just the thing that gets you feeling bold, do that. Not not randomly coming across your podcast on a Thursday afternoon. It's like I'm intentionally starting my day. So I'm not waking up like an accident. And here's my routine to set me up for success. If you did that every day, if you did the thing that made you feel bold every day and you had a goal that inspired you, you did that every day for the next year, your life would be unrecognizable one year from today. And so that's what I encourage people to do. And everybody listening already has the tools. 
Like you already know what hasn't, you have been inspired at some point in your life. You have taken insane action and been motivated, even if for an hour, at some point in your life, figure out what causes that trigger for you and then put it into your morning routine. Sure, sure. What about the, uh, you got a few more minutes? I know you're back. Yeah, to- Thursday. yeah. yeah. Um, the non-follow-up thing, because I remember reading that and I was like, man, that's so opposite of the way I've always thought because I will follow up until I get a solid, seriously stop. But if I know I can help someone and I know they need it, I will do it until my freaking keyboard breaks, you know, ethically and morally and not every single day, but every single month around my follow-up and I'll follow up with them to make sure they get the help they need, whether that's for me or from somebody else, whatever. Did you move forward? Are you getting closer to your goals? With your non-follow-up thing, I remember reading that and just being like, huh, I don't know. But what's your, your take on that? I just hate, I hate convincing people of anything. I hate wasting my time trying to convince somebody of something. I'd much rather spend that time with somebody who's aligned because in the time it takes you to convince somebody who's not aligned of something that you want them to do, even if it's in their best interest, by the way, it's not like you're trying to scan them out of something like you fundamentally believe that they need this. Just the battle of getting them to that point, you could have helped eight other people who are actually already aligned with you. And so I would much rather spend my time instead of being locked into a long sales cycle with somebody investing on the marketing side to spread my message so that people come and find me. Yeah. Right. So like, I don't know how this happened. You reached out to me or my team or on Instagram or email or whatever. And here it is. Why? Because I wrote a book that you like, or because you found my videos. So I would much rather create a magnet to bring like-minded people to me than for me to go out and pitch podcasts and say, Hey, I'm Evan. Here's what I do. You need to have me on my show. I'm going to bring just such insane value to you. So it's just a sales versus marketing question. I, I think marketing wins. I think branding wins. I think sales is effective. Uh, it's just not as effective as, as core branding. And, uh, and so that's what I do. It's having a powerful message so people resonate with it right away. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather be a magnet to attract the ideal people to me than cool. to try to force somebody to make a change that they're not convinced of. Sure. sure. I got one question I ask everybody. It's a hard question. But um, – one piece of advice doesn't have to be business. Doesn't have to be things. Something you maybe just gone through, or one of the most powerful things that you could give to someone who's just like Evan. I need help. Like, can you give me some advice? And you have, you know, a paragraph to shoot them an email. Uh, as general advice, I would just say make make the day count. Like, make today count. We tend to say tomorrow I'll do this or next week I'll do this. Like, make today count. Make people proud. Make content or product or service that you want to tell your grandkids about today. Like this interview, I want my grandson to listen to when he's born. And so when you, when you approach it with that level of intention, then you bring more of yourself to that day. And that applies to every moment of your life. Like if you're with your wife or your husband, or if you are in church, or if you are making your business or you are whatever it is, you make it count. Like, I want to be proud of today. I don't want to wait till tomorrow to have a great day. Today is a great day. I'm going to make it count. That's awesome. Awesome. What's next? You got that book. I ordered it. Uh, if someone wants to find your stuff, where's the best to reach out? I think you're pretty active on Instagram because I always see you answering people in stories when you're on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah. And the more I do my morning workout and I answer people. Um, yeah. Listen, if you're buying books, Amazon is the best place to, to find both books. Uh, it's in some Barnes and Nobles and places around, but international audience, you know, Amazon's the easiest. The videos, I think I'm probably most well-known for. If you don't know my channel, you can look me up. You'll probably find a couple of videos that will help inspire you. 
Uh, and then if you want to reach me personally in the morning, usually I'm on the bike or treadmill and uh, I'm answering questions, mostly Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, those three. I, wrote, I cycle between the three of them. And that's like actually me, you know, you'll get like a, a five to 10 second response while I'm working out. And uh, you guys keep me company while I do my exercises. It's efficient. It's an efficient, I kind of stole that model a little bit. Cause I was just like, I think I reached out to you on Instagram and you answered it in a story, but I'm like, man, you'll just answer all of them in while you're doing something in 20 minutes and you'll do it all in one chunk of time instead of throughout the whole day. So this is a hack. Like I'm constantly trying to hack my schedule and make it work for me. Uh, I, I train myself now. I don't look at social media except for when I'm on the bike or cool. the treadmill. And now I look forward to it. It's like, I want to get down. I want to see, see what I got, answer some yeah. messages. Awesome. And the time flies by while I'm doing it. And yeah. so, um, yeah, just a little quick hack to help my life get better. I'm stealing that hack. Cool. Right, man. Thanks so much, man. That's tremendous value. Happy to help, Lucas. Thanks for yeah. having me on, man. We'll chat soon. All right. Cheers. Yeah. What is going on? Welcome. To the Coach's Corner, a podcast dedicated to helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. I'm your host, Lucas Rubix, the Coach's Coach, and I am 100% committed to helping you build the coaching business of your dreams. Welcome to the Coach's Corner.